Welcome to the Clam Bake. Welcome to the Clam Bake. It's a fresh take on a question all this time. If a woman is alone in the forest, will she still be undermined? It's a sorority of equality. It's a bonfire of a patriarchy. Come on, your hands, bring your moms, bring your dads. Come to the Clam Bake with me. Wow. Um, this is episode four, four. with uh, Lindsay Stidham and Angela Golner. We and said each other's names. I know. That was cute. <laughs> it's Don't almost like we're married. confusing for people listening? We just want to keep them on the toes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep, um, keep you on your toes. I give In that case, is... I'm Emma Fitzpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also Gia Vangieri. Yeah. Yes. Those are our... Those are amazing guests amazing, today. Amazing, extra special, extra incredible feminist visions of beauty. Before we get too deep into our topic, we just wanted to quickly address that last week we talked about sex positivity. Yes. And then we're diving into sexual assault, which, which we, is like a big turn. We realized kind that of. we realized kind that's of. slightly strange. So we just wanted to address that. Like last week was fun and this week is a bit more serious. Yeah, and we were thinking about it. We're like, is that insensitive to like talk about sex positivity and then turn it around and talk about sexual assault? But when we were talking about it, we're like no, I think like we should lean into it because while like sex positivity is awesome and something I strive for and like struggle with, it's not possible for every woman and sex is a lot of things for all people and especially women. It can be fun and exciting and boring and dangerous and, and difficult. Difficult. <laughs> and, and everybody's experience being a woman is unique yeah. and complicated and um we decided, why not? Why not? Here we why are. Go back to back. We're, <laughs> we're getting all the ends of the spectrum. Um, so we're here, and we're going to talk about sexual assault today, which is huge and can't be addressed in an hour. Um, but uh, we're going to do our best. Yeah. Um, but we invited some filmmakers We invited here. some filmmakers here. And we thought we'd look at it through the lens of um, the lens, the lens, yeah. <laughs> the lens, pun intended, yeah. of so, uh, some feminist filmmakers because Angela and I are that as well. But let's go ahead and introduce our guests first before we talk about us. Before we talk about <laughs> us, let's talk about our guests. Uh, first, we have Emma Fitzpatrick. Hi. And second, we have Gia Vangieri. Hi, guys. Thanks and for having us. Oh my god. Thanks for being. Thank here. you for being here. Um, and they are a creative team that is currently making a, can I call it a feminist horror film? Is that what you would call it? Sure, yeah. Yeah, a feminist horror film called Take Back the Night. Mm -hmm. um, could you guys give us a brief elevator pitch? And and if you want to introduce yourselves a little more deeply, yeah, go for that. About who you are, you know, as women <laughs> and stuff, too. I just am my work. And my work <laughs> so, really healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What's our elevator pitch, G? You're, you're good at this. Take Back the Night is an all-female cast and crew monster movie that is on its face the story of a woman who's been attacked by a monster. And then as she tries to tell her family and friends and authorities and warn them of this dangerous creature that's lurking, um, they don't believe her. And so they all turn on her, and she's trying to describe the things that are happening to her because this monster comes back every night to haunt her. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but then when she realizes she can't get anyone on her side, she decides to take on the monster herself. So it's like woman versus monster story. Awesome. Set and in the mean also, streets of LA. Um, and it's also an allegory for um, victim blaming and rape culture, which is why we are here to talk to you about sexual assault. Yeah. Ah. Real quick, I'm realizing um, we're going to do a little thing during this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so very alarming statistic. Every two minutes, mm. a woman is raped in, in the U.S. Is that in the U.S.? Yeah. I'm actually yeah. now wondering if that's specific to women. Or if it's just someone is raped every two minutes in the U.S. It might just, it might just be someone. I don't know. And I, I mean, it, uh, facts. Fact, fact check. Where's our fact check? Fact check. <laughs> fact check, please. Fact check. I mean, please. if we do state all the facts we wanted to state back to back, it's unbelievably shocking. Yeah. So it's every yeah. every two minutes in America, someone is raped. Is raped. And then every eight minutes, that victim is a child. Huh. It's yeah. a child. And, huh? and every ninety-eight seconds, someone is sexually assaulted. And then one in four women on a college campus will be a victim of sexual assault. Just like one in 16 men will as well. And out of that, only six out of every 1,000 perpetrators will end up in jail for those crimes. Yeah, 2% of all those reported will ever see a conviction. And it's like over 60% go unreported. So terrifying numbers. So terrifying numbers. Real dark. Um, So for through the the course of this episode um, we're going to have a little timer go off every two minutes just to sort of be reminded of the gravity of this situation Mm -hmm. and um, how pervasive it is and how scary it can be out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Um, when you hear that timer it's a reminder. We'll call it out I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Cool. Um, So let's play a brief a teaser, a little scene from their film. Yeah. Do you oh, want to yeah. set this up at all or just set play up the scene? This is just a clip from our trailer. Something that hasn't been said yet is Angela plays quite a substantial yeah. co-starring I'm role alongside of Emma yeah. as her sister in the film. The and best. so those are the two voices that you'll hear. You followed me down the street. You have to start taking responsibility because if you live a certain way. Wait, are you saying that I deserve this? stuff intense sound effects um to check out the full trailer you can go to tbtnfilm.com yep. and i highly encourage you uh to do so uh, not just because i'm in it because <laughs> i very strongly believe in the project um do you want to say briefly kind of we'll, we'll get into the nitty-gritty of of the theme but do you want to say briefly like where you're at so we just started f- filming this with like four hands and a dream basically and it started with the idea. I had a camera. We had a concept. And we just decided, look, we'll just ask friends, other talent that we admire to jump on board and be part of creating the feature. So we started f- the project last, I want to say April. Is that mm-hmm. true? Yeah, April? we started writing it. We started it. writing it in April. We started shooting it in like the fall of last year. Mm-hmm. And we're about 70% done with 
the movie and everything that has been shot so far has been on like, I don't want to say donated, but time and talent that's been lent to the project just because people respond really strongly to the material and the delivery of it. So we've gotten really far for basically no outside help at all, which I think is a testament to the power of women and how mm -hmm. headstrong they can be about something and how kind of giving and benevolent they can be towards things that they would really like to see changed. And it's something that I'm excited, that kind of energy I'm excited about currently in our climate, and I'm excited to see more of it. Oh, absolutely. What motivated you guys to take on this topic in film? Yeah, so Gia and I had uh, had said that we were going to make something for the joy of making something because, as you guys know, being in this industry, there's a lot of waiting on people to give you opportunities, and um, I think creatively it can get a little stifling. Uh, so with that in mind, we knew we wanted to make a horror film for a lot of different reasons, but the genre really appeals to indie filmmaking specifically. Um, and we were talking about what is most terrifying to us. And I had just heard this podcast, I think it was on NPR, um, like This American Life or something about this girl who essentially within four days of being attacked in her own home, um, her entire case was dropped. She was charged with false reporting and Ugh. she was fined. And based on no evidence except that uh, the people in her life, a couple people in her life had gone to the authorities and said that they didn't think she was trustworthy and that they thought she wasn't acting raped enough um, after her assault. And so they thought something was up. So um, it, there's a lot more to that story, but essentially they, they ended up finding the guy that did this through the unfortunate se series of events where he... Um, he assaulted six other women in the following year. So they ended up, yeah, just... Sorry. Yeah, this no, we're is, great at this. Is this going to be really... We're great at this. <laughs> Should we not do it? Is it going to be too hard? No, I, I think it's okay. Yeah, I think I that... I got it. I just got to be able to put my little thumb on there and... Here. Okay. Great. We, I'm honestly kind of into us being interrupted yeah, and realizing someone yeah. is getting raped. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of good. The thing that's dawning on me, too, that's already feeling crazy is, like, it's just a little chime, but that's an event that changes the course of someone's life forever. Yeah, forever. Mm -hmm. So, like, while it might be a tiny bit annoying in the conversation, it's just kind of, the, like, the gravity of it is... Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah, that's You're impacting in the me. first place. I like it. Yeah. Um, I don't think I realized when I suggested doing it that it would... It would be so disrupting. In a great in way. In a great way, yeah. Also, yeah. The, juxtaposition, the juxtaposition of how beautiful that chime yeah. is, chime is really with what pretty. it is representing is also really fucking with my head yeah. in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so to continue that sort of line of thinking, we, we were thinking like mm -hmm. more terrifying than this uh, assault was, the specific story we were talking about, um, was the fact that the truth can be subjective based on your socioeconomic standing, uh, your sexual history, mm -hmm. what you were wearing. Your race, your religion, your, all these facts gender. can be used against you. Yeah. If you're really nice in social situations yeah. and bubbly and outgoing and outspoken. If, if you've had sex with the person previously, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, whether it was If you had a fun relationship with them right. previously. Right. If you're still if you're, in that relationship. If you're fucking married to this person. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So so we've sort of taken this idea of victim blaming, uh, being a monster in its own accord, mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. personified that or monster. Something else beautiful that. about making 
the cause of the assault a monster instead of a person is that's a kind of scare that everyone knows. Men, women, boys, girls right. kind of crosses a lot of boundaries that just specifically like a man on woman crime wouldn't. And as you guys know, as people listening know, being a woman walking to your car at night alone is scary. Yeah, It's really scary. And men don't necessarily understand that. Right. And I know that men don't understand right. that because they walk like fucking creeps at night. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why, why, why not just swing wide at me a little bit and give yeah. me a smile? Like, it's terrifying to be me right, right now. Right. So I thought it'd be really fun to be able to fully communicate the depths of my fear just to a larger audience. Just in your own body on a daily basis. Yeah. 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 yeah I think absolutely. that's really, I think that's like especially powerful um because because just as us four white women will never know what it's like to live in a black woman's body men will never know what it's like to to walk in a woman's body and Mm. and what that experience is like and what that pressure is and what that like that that monstrous looming fear is that kind of surrounds you your entire life once you realize that it exists out there. Well, and and victim blaming too. I mean, the source of most of that is just a complete lack of understanding of what trauma looks like in a survivor of sexual assault. Mm -hmm. Um, We were talking earlier that one of the main reasons that a lot of these assaults never even get investigated is because the sole decider on on what's going to happen with the case is the reporting officer. So depending on you know, what their previous experience is or whether or not they are racist or biased or whatever, mm-hmm. um, the reporting officer can just say, well, I don't believe him or her and, and we're not pursuing this. And yeah. then you have, you know, thousands of rape, kit, uh, rape kits in the backlog all over the United States. And a lot of them have never, never even make it to the yeah. backlog because yeah. they're, they're not taken seriously. So And to... Have a rape kit performed on you is such a, a it's traumatic, an invasive, invasive. Yeah, I think it w- was like four to six hour um, ordeal, uh, and you know a lot of even even women that do go through all the necessary steps and they do get to a courtroom to try to seek justice, um, you know that these kind of uh, court proceedings can take years. And so a lot of times you're subjecting yourself to an an entirely different kind of assault. Right. Uh, And it's a huge, the judicial system is not prepared to deal with victims of sexual assault. Um, You know, for the most part, we as a community aren't prepared to deal with victims Mm -hmm. of sexual assault. And so it's just a thing we want to, in making this monster movie, we wanted to give people an easy access point to talk about something that is really difficult to talk about yeah especially if you've never been there or I also have met quite a few men who have a big heart for this kind of thing or who are really empathetic towards women and feel like they don't want to offend you by talking about it Mm -hmm. or they feel intimidated to enter the conversation and these kinds of men when you tell them about our project you can see the light in their eye like flicker on oh that's really cool and they suddenly feel like they have something to offer and the stories that these men tell us are so beautiful like oh I remember my mom's t-shirt from Take Back the Night when she marched oh. on her college campus in oh. the 70s and like I, I take pride in that and I remember that and I'd like love to help you girls you know we have so many of those types of reactions that it's so encouraging yeah it's really encouraging I mean 
and I, I feel for them. It is hard, and you're like, oh, I want to do something about that, but like, it's not my issue, or like, you know, it disproportionately affects women, so mm-hmm. I don't feel like I have the right to say anything. Can you um, briefly go into the history of what Take Back the Night is for people who might not know who are listening? Well, I'm probably going to misspeak, but it was a movement in the 70s, uh, late 70s. It was like a that sounds it was like, right. It's like a march. Man, I don't know nearly. I should know more about this. Well, currently, what it is um, on college campuses, it is a a venue through which um, Oof, I feel like that just went off. Yeah, it Man. did. Oh, okay. Uh, currently, it's this, like, gathering. Uh, I thought it was a 2016 Justin Timberlake song. It, <laughs> it is also... That's also it that. It is also that, which <laughs> basically every day for the last eight, nine months when we've sat sat down to work on this, at some point somebody goes, take back the back. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. Justin, <laughs> Justin, do you want to produce this? <laughs> It seems easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. One of the first take back the night, take back. So take back the night was like the banner name that they'd call different pro safety marches. I want to call them for mm. nighttime safety for for previous survivors of sexual assault, like women. Um, and you know when it, this, I'm reading directly from Wikipedia. Disclaimer: One of the first take back the night marches was held in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in October of 1975 after the murder of a microbiologist, Susan Alexander Spieth, who was stabbed to death walking home alone. Oh. Wow! And so it it kind of took hold across college campuses because, as you guys know, college students are really perfect and special and awesome and they get really motivated behind causes they are kind of perfect and special and awesome mm-hmm. yeah in a lot of ways. yeah man if you're ever feeling bummed about the future of the world hang out with some 19 <sighs> and 20 year olds so much yeah. energy yeah yeah it makes me feel better i'm like oh i'm handing this shit show off to you like <laughs> thank god <laughs> so anyway it's still currently um a thing on college campuses there are like all kinds of organiz- um organized events that mm-hmm. are We had through, a Take Back the Night event yeah, at St. Olaf. Yeah, mm-hmm. that are through this umbrella yeah. of t- Take Back the Night. So it's it's a highly identifiable cause mm-hmm. that people can kind of rally behind and understand the idea of protecting one another in our communities. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. I wish we had had that because I went to school on a huge campus. Yeah. And it was scary at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You went to Florida? I went to University of Florida, yeah. which is a huge campus. And there's, you can probably walk a mile and not see a security guard. And there's Oof. like definitely areas that are not well wow. lit. And when you have a night class and you're walking alone uh-uh. as like a college student, it is legit scary. Wow. Will you tell us about your story about when you decided not to drink in college? I think that's interesting. Yeah, I decided not. I mean, I guess it was an active decision, but I was also just like a goody-goody and I didn't drink in high school either. But when I went to University of Florida and I went to my first fraternity party and I just saw people just face down after drinking Hunch Punch, which is the University of Florida special drink ever clear and Hawaiian punch, I was like, I don't think I'm going to drink here. Like, I just can see bad things happening. And Mm -hmm. then I was a designated driver and I'm proud to say me and my friends, like, left University of Florida unscathed. Like, I don't have a friend that was a victim of sexual assault at University of Florida wow. that I know that has been vocal about it. And unfortunately, University of Florida and Florida State have terrible reputations yeah. with um, with that and with college athletes getting away with murder because they're worshipped in the South. And yeah. Um, but yeah, I actively was like, this is not for me. I'm just not even going to put myself in danger here of yeah. not having control of my 
environment. So I don't think I re- drank regularly until I was about 24 years old. That both makes me feel like, wow, you're <laughs> a smart woman, par- power to you, and also makes me angry that you weren't, you didn't feel safe enough to like get shit faced in college, like college kids do, because yeah. you felt endangered. And I, the, the narrative of like, My first girls out. don't drink. Yeah. Don't drink, you're going to get raped is so inherently problematic, but sometimes it feels like the only thing you have. Yeah. Weren't, weren't, <laughs> did you guys saw that movie, The Hunting Ground? Yes. And yes. they were saying something like that the administrators, their advice to the girls oh. was like, don't drink and don't wear short skirts. Oh, yeah. Um, that's how to not get raped here. So at the... <laughs> Let me tell you, Florida's hot. You're going to wear a short skirt. Yeah. yeah. You're you going to wear sweat short your skirt. lady balls off. I yeah. sometimes <laughs> find myself buying into that narrative in my everyday life, too. I was at the 2016 West Hollywood... Halloween parade and I was dressed like Hillary Clinton in college you know the one with her striped pants and her button up I remember seeing that photo and her long billowy hair and her hexagonal glasses I had on that exact outfit I love that outfit and a man grabbed my tit I was like (laughs) are you kidding what I was like I'm dressed like you just grabbed a young Hillary's breast (laughs) I think oh my god but I I wasn't even in a position like we were walking through a crowd it wasn't even what I didn't even stop to think it might have been politically motivated because I think it everything was happening too fast. But my was friend's this year. boyfriend definitely punched him in the face. Good. Because it, it like we were crossing path and it just blew my mind. I was like, but I'm wearing a button down, buttoned all the way up, like a long sleeve button down and pants. And my friend looked at me and she's like, it's not about what you're wearing. I was like, oh shit, I just did that thing that yeah. everybody it's does. It's so ingrained. It's, yeah. it's ingrained so in us. Ingrained. You think to blame yourself first. Yeah. It was my first, the first thing out of my mouth is yeah. I'm not even wearing anything sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Crazy, Ugh. right? Yeah. Um, that feels like a nice segue. So, Speaking about responsibility. Oh, I was going to talk about. You have a different about, segue? I was in a different segue. <laughs> Go so many it. segues. Well, I was just going to say, like, this is kind of a fun, unique gathering of four here because it's two pairs of women filmmakers who are making films about sexual assault. So mm. Lindsay and I are actually working on a film about sexual assault called Super Slut. Yeah. About a young woman who um, sort of out of she gets dumped and cheated on and she's like in a kind of drunken like fuck the world moment she decides to auction her virginity off um on the internet like women have done (laughs) and to much success to much success (laughs) yeah i wish i had done it that's a different conversation though wait um went like did you read specific cases or is this just like a thing i didn't know about yeah no yeah. no that's what that's what sparked Lindsay's idea she went yeah. down like the internet rabbit hole of some very successful women have Million. done it there was nice. a there was a woman who's in school um for medicine who did it and she did it to pay her med school bills um wow. and she kept a uh, she kept like a blog about it uh she eventually deleted her blog because she I'm, I'm pretty sure she went through through with it and then she decided to delete like that history mm. and then there's a Brazilian woman who's in a documentary who also did it um, and she definitely was like cashing in the, on the fame aspect of it because she's posed for Playboy and gotcha. um, she had an Asian bidder who gave her the money she wanted and she now is like a Playboy lingerie model as well well she used the tools she have right? to get yeah. the life she wants I mean yeah. like women yeah. have been for millennia right yes. the yes. oldest Professional. Well, how about we we ask you guys some questions? Oh my yeah. god! Here, uh, let me. Oh play. well, what, the Can biggest plot point oh, yeah. is that 
she ends up getting sexually assaulted. Yeah. So it starts as a hot like a con like a sex comedy turning it on its head and then you get you know punched punched in the gut. By, yeah. I'm gonna play the trailer. Uh, where now. can we watch that trailer too? Because I oh, loved it. Superslutthemovie.com. Yeah, yeah. So good. It looks awesome. Thanks. Thank you. I like Maybe. when they all cross their legs at the same time. What part do yeah. you want me to play? <laughs> all the parts. Oh good. Okay. <laughs> on the track. think that as a woman in America, that you have control over your body, you're wrong. My virginity auction will remain open for the next 13 days. The only thing I'm prostituting is my desire for equality. Yes. I forgot that half yes. our trailer is basically the genius Brooke Candy track. But you know what? Everyone <laughs> loves a little Brooke Candy. So. Yeah. If you have not heard that musician, that's the rapper Brooke Candy, yeah, who's a genius. She's great. She's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So what is the origin story behind your film? <laughs> um, we also really wanted to make a movie. and we, yeah. initi- we initially started writing it similar as you guys, that we wanted to just be like, we'll use our four hands. And it'll be a found footage movie. And it got bigger and bigger as we realized this woman's story felt bigger uh, because a woman selling her virginity on a college campus is likely to garner a lot of attention, which Mm. it does in Mm -hmm. our film. And then we, then the the Stanford case happened, like as we were writing this as well. Oh, wow. And um, we were like this, we have to kind of address um, the hero worship that goes on on college campuses and men getting away with Mm -hmm. a lot when they're in that position. So we addressed that as well, and the movie just became bigger. Now we have a basketball star in the film who, um, I don't want to give too much away. Oh, I don't think I read that version of the script. (laughs) Yeah, it's yeah that has happened since. I like I like that addition. Yeah, yeah. Also, while we were writing it, there was this big thing that happened at my alma mater, um, where I went to undergrad at Saint Olaf College. There was this big movement. where some women and a few men started wearing these gray t-shirts that said, um, ask me how my college is protecting my rapist. And Mm. that like very simple but bold statement that they wore around campus went viral and garnered a bunch of attention um, all over Minnesota. And it was like all over, I think it like went national. Um, And now St. Olaf has developed a, some sort of, plan of action to start addressing it a little bit more seriously um so hopefully that yeah hopefully but it just felt and then all of a sudden on Facebook I had all of these my Facebook friends coming forward saying this happened to me while I was at St. Olaf and this happened to me while I was at St. Olaf and I had no idea that it was like happening I mean you know it's happening but I had no idea like specifically the specific individuals who I was at those parties with yeah wow um yeah, it was really That's so frightening. Yeah, it was really it was really frightening. Yeah. And then the crazy change in politics cuz I remember yeah. when we very started first working, I was like the war on women first of all was like a catchphrase that was being thrown around and I was like I think this is going to be really big in the next election. And mm-hmm. it was like before cuz we've been working on this a long time. And it was before Donald Trump even announced he was running and then um it just really informed our script a lot. Things changed a lot mm. with the election. Yeah. But I was like, I think this is going to be a thing during the campaign. Yeah. Like, little did we know. <laughs> little did we know. Little that. did we know. Um, but that was something I wanted to bring up that I, when we talked before, you guys said that your protagonist, like, not everybody believes her. And Angela and I intentionally wrote a protagonist for people not to believe because she's 
selling her virginity. So everybody's saying, well, you're you're asking you're ask, for it. You're literally asking for it. And then the yeah. irony of everybody saying you're a slut and she's like a virgin. I'm she's a vir- literally I'm a, a virgin. virgin. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and you guys said that your protagonist, too, has like a little bit of an unreliable nature to her, like the unreliable narrator, if you will. And I just am like, I wanted to just address that of like why we both chose that. If it's because we both were all ingrained of like the victim blaming kind of mm we're so aware of it that we were like not going to write clear cut heroines. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, particularly for, for this, it's, it's a matter of like being a true person. You're, you're going to be complex and like, sometimes you're a liar and sometimes you're a truth teller and sometimes you're drunk and sometimes you're sober. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, these things don't make you deserving of an assault, which is the point, right? Like, the fact that that's thrown out ever, what were you wearing, how much did you drink, the fact that these things are thrown out ever is is abhorrent. And it's the reason that women don't talk about it because we, the first thing that, your knee-jerk reaction is like, well, was did I put myself in a place that I shouldn't have been? Or, you know, these are the the same narratives um, that have been forced upon women and that you readily pick up because yeah uh the shame of of an assault is so so such a huge part of the narrative that runs through yeah the the rest of the proceedings Mm -hmm. regardless of and then like even one step closer to our ids probably as creators you want to write people you recognize right i don't really know that many like virginal pure godly women you know (laughs) the women Mm -hmm. that I know like have you know family history of mental illness and like maybe do drugs when they want to and Mm -hmm. get definitely get laid when they want to and go to all the parties they want to and do all the career moves they want to and they don't ask for permission or forgiveness and you know those are true protagonist type women Mm -hmm. like the women who get everything they want out of life and settle for nothing short of that. And when a woman like that gets sexually assaulted, it becomes complicated. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, specific to our story, um, we were we were telling, like, we wanted to unwind her story for within her community, but the, also for herself. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're wondering whether or not what happened to her really happened to her, even though you watch it right. in the first act. Right, you and s- you see it. It's you see legit. it, it's and you're there. there. It's a fact and then, established. And then the ride we're hoping to take the audience on is the one that a victim might be experiencing themselves because, mm-hmm. you know, facts are foggy because of the way your brain works during Literally an assault. Literally rewriting it. Um, and yeah, the way that... Disassociating. Deta- the way that details come to you later or mm-hmm. um, never come to you at all mm-hmm. or, you know, art can be proven different from what you remembered. Yeah. Um, I think everyone's used to distrusting their own memory a little bit. Sure. Because we've all lied to ourselves as well, you know, like that those that lie that your friend group has built over time by accident of that crazy night that you had, and right. every time you tell it, it gets a little crazier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you were, like, to really be honest with yourself, you're like, oh, that was actually, like, a kind of normal-ish crazy night. We just – it's really beloved to us, so we, we've we kind of, amped it up every mm-hmm, time we've mm-hmm. told it. But to the point where, like, that's your version of the story in it's your, your head. your version of you the know? memory, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think we're all used to, to lying to ourselves a little bit in any way, you know. And so I think it's an easy sell to think, oh, well, you know, I am dramatic, and maybe I, I was fudging the truth a little bit, right. or maybe did I make that up, you know, especially if you're an imaginative person to begin with. And, and especially if you 
are under extreme stress and are emotionally vulnerable and have a bunch of cops staring at you and yeah. have to recount this thing over and over again when you just want to like hide under your covers. Yeah. Um, and we, yeah, or, or not hide under your covers or if you want to go out yeah, dancing. Right. Yeah. Or, or if you want to just you, fucking forget it. Yeah. yeah. If you want to like, tell laugh anybody. it off. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, your reaction yeah. might be stressful to the people around you. you totally. Know? Like totally. If, it's a really good point. Yeah. If you guys have anyone in your lives that's experiencing trauma, just know that their reaction is not a performance for you. Their reaction yeah. is their experience that they're going through. That's really important. Yeah. 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 We decide like as a culture, like, this is what grief should like and it look like, and it's a very specific thing, mm-hmm. but really that's... When I was younger, really I had a fear of anyone dying, and it wasn't just because of the loss of the person. I had a fear that I wouldn't be able to cry at the funeral, mm. and Whoa. it would haunt me. Since then, I've had people die, and I can definitely cry at a funeral, but I think that that pressure is real, that you know, performance like, pressure. Yeah, like, how do you perform being a woman? How do you yeah. perform being... Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the And one of the main things that we want to address with victim blaming is um because we have this whole genius plan to to take the film around to college campuses and make make our outreach to the country and to these communities of like this younger generation who's going to be experiencing these things um and going to be exposed to it a lot Mm -hmm. of them for the first time in a much higher volume uh is to really change the way that people are talking to survivors and victims of sexual mm-hmm. assault. And the way that you do that is to provide actual understanding of what trauma looks like and right. to educate people about that. It's not yeah. it's just not really done, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a vague idea, but I've I've started reading up a lot about like the neurobiology of trauma and how that manifests itself mm-hmm. in um, in your actions. And like Jay was saying, like it can look as different as like, yeah. Could you speak a little bit on whatever you've learned? Well, I'm, I barely know anything and I'm like definitely no expert, but um, essentially like the way that, you know, some, some excuse might be like, well, why didn't you try to flee your attacker or why, why did you let him give you a ride home after your assault or what all these things. And Mm -hmm. it's like the thing that happens to your brain during a traumatic event like this is it literally um, cuts off the connection between certain parts of your brain. So like the part that stores memory, the part that experiences emotion, mm-hmm. um, the part that like sense memory, all of these things are like not reacting in the way that they normally do. Hmm. It's because too many things are firing off at the same time. Is that does it have to do with maybe fight or flight? It's, sort of a, it's, like a huge so this rush is like of what adrenaline. the what yeah. the freeze response is. Right, 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 right. Um, which is like the most common response to which is just an newly being considered. Right, but it's like actually reaction. the most yeah. common response. Yeah. And it's based on um, these two centers of the brain firing off at mm-hmm. the same time when they usually do not work that way. They're usually in tandem. And yeah. so um, your your body s- stops moving. Like right. It's like a, almost a state of catatonia where you can't, uh, in order to protect yourself from death, right. essentially. And that's not something you're thinking about when you're going through it. It's not even something, it's something in uh, post-trauma that many women will blame themselves for. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I had an opportunity, he turned around, whatever the, the case may be. Um, and we just don't, even re- reporting officers don't, know this information necessarily uh and until we equip people with real information and understanding 
you're going to continue to have the same cycle yeah. and the same conversation or lack of conversation. Right. So yeah. where do we think both colleges and workplaces are failing women the most right now? And do we think through making these films and discussing sexual assault openly, are we helping? And what is the best way to help? This is for everybody. Oh, that's, that's, that's <laughs> a big one. That's a big one. Big one. <laughs> big one with good timing with the ding. I was I talking to GMA about just disbarring all Greek life. Because oh my God, just get fucking rid of it, right? <laughs> she was like, I'm not going to touch that. It's never going to happen. It, it, and that's you're not probably like, right. She's like, that's happen. not my fight right now, which is totally a fire. That's also answer. like its own podcast. We yeah, could talk right? about. Oh. Yeah. But I, I sort of just, the, the cesspool that is um, this like completely unregulated, yeah. lawless, ha- these houses of just darkness and destruction I that's my brain is like get away get rid of those and then see and where sports we are. just all sports get rid of sports and except for women's sports <laughs> <laughs> it's just, almost except a, for dance it's like almost <laughs> the Super Bowl you guys cheerleading scholarships <laughs> yeah. still have those yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no I don't know I I think Gia's got something brewing I can see it behind her oh, eye, yeah. eyeballs I always just feel so powerless against the man, maybe because I was raised by punk rock parents. (laughs) But (laughs) my instinct is always to change the culture and have it trickle upwards. And I've been working with 19 and 20-year-olds, and they are amazing. They are conscious. Have you seen 21 Jump Street? Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah, the the original. (laughs) The whole joke of 21 Jump Street is Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. Go back so to funny. high school. I've only seen the undercover, show. right? <laughs> and it's like the it's been decades since they've been in high school. So uh-huh. like Channing's approach of like being the douchey bully like yeah. doesn't fly. Oh no! I, I Meanwhile, get like Jonah's little approach of like wearing both straps of his backpack and helping people who drop books and stuff like that, he becomes like number one most popular. You know? Oh yeah, because the you culture saying, has like littering so much. isn't cool anymore. Yeah, 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 like they're all about recycling and composting in the movie, and it's really funny. But that's I think really smart. I yeah. think that's kind of true. Yeah. I, I really kind of believe that the youth is like the better, always the better version of everything that mm-hmm. we have to offer. Mm-hmm. So I think if there's a way that we can shift, the problem is they're growing up in, inside rave culture, right? right? So my idea of how to change it, just purely on an art level, is to have enough artists. <laughs> inundating them with a different type of information and to reframe the issue because the problem is that it's too easy to be silent because Emma was saying this example the other day you know like if a bunch of your if you're in a a house housing community that's all men and you see someone like taking a woman who's like basically unconscious because you all have been drinking up the stairs to his bedroom it is not in your self-interest to speak up because everyone will kind of attack you or be like, no, dude, right. that's not cool. That yeah. guy's going to get some or whatever. But it, but that's only not cool because the culture has created that mentality. If we as artists can create enough stuff and reframe the issue enough, then all of those boys would be like, dude, what are you doing? That's not cool. Right. So I feel a lot more empowered to shift that needle and to just reframe the issue of sexual assault, which is, we're using our monster movie to do it because on college campuses we could say, hey, this is a monster. It lurks everywhere. It's up to you guys to step up and make it 
impossible in your community. Right. And just flipping the mandate into the student communities because if you get them, I feel like, young enough and give them enough of an education and do it like Steve Jobs did to the computer, just like make a shittier computer but make it cool. Yeah. Um, you can kind of dominate the market. <laughs> and so I feel like the cool points go really far. Yeah. As, yeah. I mean, I dropped out of law school. You know, I'm not advocating any like legal actions and maybe – future experiences will inform some kind of action that I'll take. But I think for now, like your film, our film, many, many more films like this, maybe let's not degrade women in music so much yeah. and, and use and use naked women to make men feel like they, they need to be surrounded by them with the cologne that they're going to purchase to be considered a, a man, you know, like, I think that that's maybe an even bigger problem. Did anybody see the film Goat? James Franco I need to produced still see it. That. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was like an incredible insight into a man's brain uh, and its its uh, frat culture and what it means to stand up in a frat when mm. you're going through hazing. And um, it's so man. It's excellent. I recommend it to everybody. But I feel like we don't have, like, the flip, so I'm just going to pimp us all right here. (laughs) Like, we need a super slut. We need to take back the night to, like, literally see the woman's perspective. Because when things get rough in a film, we, like, gloss over it. Like, we gloss over sex scenes in America. We favor violence over sex. Like, these are huge problems. And we, like, briefly touched upon, I mean, maybe this is an interesting segue into we briefly touched upon in horror films, like, uh, the victim is often sexualized. The victim is right. often killed in mm-hmm. a film. And I think you guys like want to flip that trope mm. on its head a little bit if you want to address that as well. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not like a horror buff, so I don't want to speak out of turn, but I know we were talking the other day about the whore versus the Madonna, and that kind of determines um, what kind of a... Whether or not the woman dies, how she dies, if she's, like, getting revenge on mm-hmm. whatever the evil thing is. Um, so there are these, like, super empowered women in horror films as well. I've That's got like the final girl, right? The final girl, mm-hmm. yeah. And I've gotten to play that, and it's a, an amazing experience yeah. to, like, be covered in blood and, like, in the, yeah, and taking it 90 down. minutes in, and you, yeah. like, somehow win, even though you're the tiniest person, yeah. and, like, you've destroyed... A beast of some sort but um there's that like great trope of horror films and then there's also like you're saying like a hypersexualized like the um, slut who gets killed right away yeah like yeah, in yeah. the Absolutely. first yeah. three minutes of jaws and it's a yeah. perfect indication of the way that our culture treats both of those um you can only be one or the other right, right? uh mm-hmm. if you're a slut you die and if you're virginal you get um, to win. I, I remember even... You get th- to win, but you have to be covered in blood and maybe show a little nip. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Virginal nip. No, it's... <laughs> the one that I was in was so virginal. She was also... I think I was playing a 17-year-old, to be Did fair. Did you get cool. to wear saddle shoes? No, but <laughs> I remember I was, like, crawling through this tunnel, like a sewer, mm-hmm. and I had a blousey um, shirt on for the whole film, and it's, like... It was, like, draping open a little mm-hmm. bit. You could see my bra, and the director, who's like still a great friend of mine, God bless him, um, he like <laughs> made us stop and had them had them pin my shirt back so, so that your you didn't even show? see like oh, that's cleavage great. Uh, because he really wanted this girl to win, and yeah. you can't you can't <gasps> want to oh. fuck her if she's gonna win. Oh, shit, yeah. God. Oh, I just liked that, and then I hated it. Yeah, yeah. it's a that was really strange. fast turn for me. <laughs> Strange. It's oh, a strange gross. turn. And I went yeah. from great to gross. Oh, real yeah. Quick. Um, oh, I don't know if like 
that would be your experience and unless you're a woman and you recognize yeah. those or, kind or, of... Or, or black, right? Because they always kill the black character. One yeah. of my yeah. favorite legal minds has talked quite a bit about the main problem with approaching reporting for sexual vi- people who've experienced sexual violence is the intake questions. There really needs to be a disclaimer at the top, like, hey, I know that you're stressed out. I know that this is awful. I need you to know that we do not blame you. Nothing that you did had any... You did not deserve this. You did not ask for this. I know it seems counterintuitive, but anything that you tell me has to be completely 100% the truth, and I don't care if you drank out till you can't see. Like, um, Can you imagine how revolutionary that would be? Yeah, so, yeah. That's, like, one of... Yeah. Yeah. I think that that would change the game quite a bit. There's some... And that's pretty simple. Just, like, a... Like basic human decency is what that sounds There's like. There's some to me. states. Yeah, but there there should be like a like a, a Miranda right yeah. style yeah. script. Yeah, because you know I'm even fighting the good fight, and yet when somebody grabbed me just a couple months ago, my first reaction was like I wasn't even dressed sexy. Right. You know, so like even the best of us, I think, it's and then so on the worst day of your life, like someone needs to remind you, like, hey, I don't care how much blow you did or like whatever it is. <laughs> like, I don't care. I don't care what you were wearing. I need you to just tell me the straight truth because that's the only way we can get get a conviction. That would that would change the game a lot. Yeah. That and so a ton of colleges don't even have policy in place, which just continuously blows my mind yeah. that um, and that they, you know, will will protect their reputation and protect their donors' reputation over their students, and well, that's, that's like, like something else that just has to, has to change. Well, it's in their job description, right? Yeah, like that's that's something that is talked about in the in the hunting ground about yeah. how they are like legally required to defend the institution before their students. Yeah, it's right. the fiduciary duty. I think spot. it's becoming um, against their interests, though, at this point because. Uh, because this generation is sharing information, mm-hmm. like like making a movie like The Hunting Ground, mm-hmm. um, not protecting your students is no longer acceptable. It's not protecting your self interest right. anymore, you know, because eventually your name is going to be mud, and then people oh, aren't going right. to send their kids to your college right. because they're afraid for their lives. Have, yeah, at least send their women to your college. So yeah, have you guys been following the Baylor thing? Mm-mm. Um, oh God, I don't know as many details about it as I should, but there was this big like expose in ESPN the other day about, um, like Baylor universities, their football team and their like, I want to say it's like in the 50, like 52 or something like that, like rapes that have been like pushed under the rug. I should probably know more facts if I'm going to be spouting all this. No, I mean, I don't have any data but I'm going to google it as soon as I get home. Yeah. So, so I can But speak I do to think it. technology can change the game. Like I know a lot of colleges are some of them are suggesting ridiculous things that you're supposed to text yes or no before you have tech before you have sex uh, so that it's clear. Some colleges hmm. like this is their new policy. Whoa, it's like, like to, signing yes an to agreement. your to your partner signing an agreement if you're in or out which seems insane. But then they're they're on the flip side. I just want I oh, just yeah. app, I just right? learned yeah, about this app, app and this I just think it's cool. like a game changer the project Callisto app that you can find strength in numbers you can find if the person um, that assaulted you has has been a recurring assaulter and you can band together and report together. And I think eventually technology 
can like really truly change what's happening on college campuses if if we find like the right balance like you know those are the two extreme examples I feel like like the yes no is probably like not effective when you're I don't know drunk but but I wonder <laughs> yeah when you're drunk but I, I wonder too like I wonder if this idea this I mean not to not to like shame any way that anyone has consensual sex at all but this idea that like do you guys watch The Affair? Uh-uh. Oh. They get into this a little bit in The Affair. They start talking about, um, there's like a generational, they, they start exploring the generational gap between like what is hot. It's kind of like what you were talking about, Gia, like about changing the narrative like of like- consent is consent hot. Consent is hot, which doesn't <laughs> sound hot. And I don't know like how possible that is, but if we continue to try and- equalize gender roles, I wonder if it's possible for it to become hot. I mean, there's something like spontaneous. Everyone likes to, I think most people like to have their power taken away safely. I'd like to have my power <coughs> taken away safely. To relinquish, to relinquish yeah, my yeah. power safely with a partner that like I Wouldn't respect. Would you say that like the hottest thing though is a highly evolved man or woman? And I think like, yeah. being highly evolved means being super aware. Yeah, and I wonder of, if the yeah. comfort and the Be- mindset of your partner. And because these regard. like these young kids out there are so savvy and they know so much more about like transgendered life and non-binary mm-hmm. life and poly life, like so much stuff that makes me feel old like I wonder if there is a new type of what is sexy that can evolve that does Mm -hmm. allow for more like like actively saying right well like in the 50s like innuendo and like being coy is like very sexy but now sort of a comfort with oneself and being able to claim what you want and your intentions I think that's already definitely more of a standard than Certainly then. So I wonder if that text thing, I mean, it sounds like kind of hokey, but I wonder if it's not if it's impossible. Yeah. If it's presented know. in a sexy way, I agree. It could be. Do you want to hook up? Text yes or no. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the new circle yes or no. Uh, yeah. yeah. Circle yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all got the letter. It's yeah. just the yeah. advanced letter. Do you want to be my valentine? Uh, was yeah. it ever from who you wanted it to never. be from? Never. Never, never, ever, ever, ever. No. 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 Gia's silent. She's like, I'm I got just so trying many. to think. <laughs> like, how can we revolutionize consent? I do think seeing, I do think that also seeing healthy sex on screen yeah. is, rev- still seems like a revolutionary idea in America. We're so afraid of sex and we're, right now we seem to be so afraid of women and their power. Yeah. It's like, we gotta put people in love <laughs> having sex on screen, like, I want to see that over somebody's dead body shot. Lindsay, should you and I times? just like stop doing what we're doing and just start a porn production company? May- yeah, maybe uh, the 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 feminist porn. Yeah, I would. Maybe we should. Do I would that make instead. feminist porn. Who wants to give me some money to make some feminist porn? I'm in. <laughs> I feel like there would be a lot of donors. <laughs> you can uh, email so welcome to the clan bake. Yeah, at gmail.com if you want to help us start producing porn, feminist porn. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. There, I mean, that's a whole genre within yeah. itself. That's pretty awesome. We should. We'll Which have is an episode another about it. podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like my victim blamey brain is ticking off, and I just want to like disclaimer that we've talked a lot about people's state of being when having non-consensual sex, and I think we've mostly talked about it in the framework of like being fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and in no way do I want to mm. imply that 
that yeah. is the only way, right. especially yes. even especially on campuses. That is yes. not the only way that people are taken advantage of. Hundred um, percent. I think we talked about that mostly because that is what someone would consider like a gray area. Right, and both of our films are kind of dealing with that. Right, with intoxication of some yeah. sort. Um, but yeah, that's not. It's completely irrelevant, which yeah. I think is why we yeah. maybe yeah. harped on it so much. But yeah, um, just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Strongly agreed. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sadly. <laughs> I know. Oh, the wine is gone. I know. We're drinking wine tonight. I know. Last week we were sober. This Sober talking about sex. This week we are drunk talking about sexual Maybe assault. Maybe we should have switched it around. <laughs> should have switched those two. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's not easy out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy out there. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I would love to hear, like, what the future plans are for Take Back the Night mm. um, and and where people can eventually see it and how it's going and anything else you want to talk about taking it to college campuses and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. Yeah, because that's something you guys are. Yeah. We're in the process of editing and shooting our last couple days at the moment. Hell yeah. Um, the whole film should be done in June for a fall release on college campuses. So great. We will be actively seeking educational partners. So if anyone is listening to this and has curriculum development background or just general interest in this area, works in higher ed, please reach out. Um, You can find any updates on Take Back the Night Film, our Instagram, which is TBTN Film. That's our handle. We'll be posting updates there. Also, our website that Angela mentioned earlier, tbtnfilm.com. You can sign up for email alerts, and we'll keep you in the loop, too. And I won't spoil the landing page, but go to the website yeah, so you can it. see the landing page. It's, great. it's mm-hmm. wonderful. It's really yeah. good. Um, what's <laughs> next for Super Slut? Well, wow. we are, we've been in development with a company um, that is going through some acquisitional changes. So we're kind of, we're kind of waiting to see how different contracts shake out, mm-hmm. um, but we'll hopefully. But maybe... since we're on our podcast, let's say we're seeking partnerships. We're seeking partnerships. We are, we are seeking <laughs> partnerships um, <laughs> right now to, to get this puppy off the ground. Yeah. Um, we want to start shooting by the spring of this year. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. I should be able to have all the parts memorized by then. Yeah, so. memorize cool. the whole script because you're going to play all the characters great. No, in wigs. Like, yeah. Yeah. what's his face? <laughs> <laughs> like, who is his face? Like Chris Lilly? What? Like Chris, Chris Lilly. That's who <laughs> I was thinking. Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy. Thank That's God you're here. Of. Grandma's just been raped. <laughs> Eddie Murphy oh, is now no, both no, the victim <laughs> and the assaulter. Just win wigs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wigs. <laughs> wigs change everything. Way to keep it intersectional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Doing Jesus. our best. Yeah. yeah. That actually brings us to. That brings our, us to how we wanted to end this, to podcast, end this podcast, which is about where we're getting tonight. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just want to say, I, additionally, before we get there, like, this is such a difficult topic um, to speak about. And yeah, it if really you is. are in pain, people are listening. Yeah. I think beyond anything else that, like, I, I will listen. <laughs> If you know me, I will yeah. listen, um, and hopefully you feel comfortable reaching out to someone somewhere. And if you're on a college campus, I think above all else, know that you're not alone. Um, if you want to look into Project Callisto, I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody wants to say anything else to that point, I mean, there's the dinger. I hope that sticks in your head for the rest of your life. <laughs> that noise. <laughs> 
talk to some talk to someone. Gia has something to say. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say, even if you aren't ready to talk about it, right. yeah. just know That's that I'm good. really sorry it happened to you, and I also believe you. Yeah. I believe you, too. Your Me, pa- too. Your pain is valid. Yeah. And it's real. Mm. And it's not right. Yeah. <sighs> and there's no way to talk about the scope of this in one hour and mm. there's no way to ever do it justice, I don't think. No. Yeah. So I, at the beginning of the hour, Lindsay was talking about how every experience of being a woman is unique. Mm-hmm. And I think you might have even said it specifically about sexual assault, but I think that that's definitely true. And sometimes I feel like we have a pressure to perform or feel like our experiences need to fit in a box or check off a certain amount of things. But I think that they're personal and complicated and that's mm-hmm. that's sometimes reductive. So if you're sitting there doing that to yourself, please please stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to say I'm really proud of all the women in this room that are making shit. I think <laughs> that's a great move in a great direction. Yeah. 2017, 2017. power to the people. Power stick it to, to the man. Yeah. Yeah. Friendly reminder, Tangerine was shot on iPhones. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Great film. Watch it if you haven't seen it. So, but that brings us to me and Angela since we host this once a week. (laughs) Since we host this once a week, so I mentioned on our first podcast, and I didn't quite go into it as in as much detail as I should have. But Lindsay and I are two cisgendered white women, and with that comes a lot of privilege, and with that comes a lot of uh, well-intentioned ignorance. I think. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we know we're going to make mistakes we're in this make podcast. We're going to make mistakes in this podcast. That we wanted to say that out loud. Yeah. And, and we, we wanted to say, if you're listening to us, we want to listen to you. And if so, you hear our mistakes, call us call out, us out on, on it. Because we want to talk about it. Um, one thing especially that kind of like hit me a little bit, um, is in some conversations I've been having on social media about, um, about the word pussy and about... Uh, the the amazing, incredible, inspiring marches that happened around the country. Um, there was a lot of the use of the word pussy, and I think it was, I I think it was very necessary because our president, our fucking president, used it in a very violent, specific way about specific women's genitalia, and it needed to be called out. Um, he used it in a way that made the word violent and vulgar and terrible, and that word is beautiful and can be sexy and fun. Um, but one thing that I've been learning is that, like, pussy in terms of, like, pussy grabs back, um, I think, I think, I don't know. I just, when we talk about this show being, you know, a, bun- a bunch of vaginas, I want to acknowledge that not all women have vaginas and that those women, those those trans women, have experiences that are way more difficult than my experience as a white cisgendered woman and that um, I'm trying to learn how to be a better intersectional feminist and when I say we're a bunch of vaginas or you know pussy grabs back like I I'm including those women who don't have Pussies, I guess. I don't know. My my boyfriend, eat, my awesome boyfriend. Eat my pussy, not my rights. Eat my pussy, not my rights. Like, my boyfriend gave me this amazing um, sweater that I'm wearing tonight that has a uterus on it. And when I saw my mom over um, the holidays, she looked at me. She's like, oh, she's a nurse. She's like, oh, yeah, I see all the parts. Yeah. But, you know, 
if that was my uterus, you'd have to take off the ends because, you know, she's had to have um, some of her parts removed. Sorry, Mom, if that's a little too personal. But And it made me realize that not all women have uteruses. Not all women have vaginas. And yeah. I don't know. That was a long-winded if way to say. If you guys have any other like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Uh, awesome female empowerment, fun slogans that feel really empowering to you, um, even if you don't happen to have a vagina, but you're definitely a woman. Yeah. You guys, do, also, you guys have, do you guys have a Twitter? Yes. We do. Yeah, Clam tweet them pod. out. Tweet, tweet them, them out. to us. Tweet them out and tag yeah. Clam Bake Pod and they'll they'll shout sh- they'll we'll shout, shout them out. out. Yeah, it's not and your also, responsibility to to help us be better at it. But no. if you want to help us be better at it, we want to listen. If you want to call us out and call us brats or bitches, yeah, we, do we're it, do open it. to the hats. Do it. <laughs> is what we're trying to say. We want to uh, thank you for listening to us. Is the yeah, bottom line because yeah, we want to hear yeah. from you. So yeah. you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. Welcome, welcome to the Clam Bake on Instagram, Clam Bake Pod. You can you can email us all the things you want to do or not. You can also turn this off. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <Patone>. Yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna say the intersex community um, is having a like a good a good showing uh, recently. I just saw like a post of some uh, intersex model who is like bringing uh, bringing light to people that are they're born neither male nor female distinguishable. So whether you have a pussy or don't have a pussy or you have some of a pussy, like this podcast is for you, I think is what you're saying. Yeah. We hope so. We hope so. We're trying to to learn how to make it be. Yeah. 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 And we're going to continue to try and have guests on too that represent really different points of view uh, than our own so that we can all learn and listen is the ultimate goal. Yeah, so, so if you want to come talk, so also hope, hit us up. hopefully keep listening. Yeah, if you want to be on, reach out. You guys are super <laughs> smart, savvy ladies. Thanks. <laughs> oh, stop it. Yeah. Thanks. You two are. And very, you two are. And very hardworking. We're Thanks. obsessed with you guys. Thank You're you so much for being here and talking about a difficult topic and helping us talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. A difficult topic best. and a difficult week. It's yeah. All you joy. can do is your best, you know? Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. You guys, because I'm, wait, hold on. We have a couple, we have like five minutes left and I'm trying to learn how to be better. We can cut this out of the actual podcast, but okay, I'm trying okay. to learn how to be better. On social media. On social media. Wait, so I we should say. So let's all live We this. should also end on a positive note yeah. and say what, what in relation oh, yeah. What's to making this, our clam dance? What makes your clam dance? <laughs> it can be, n- n- I guess it could also not be in relation to this because this is a bummer of this a topic. This is a bummer of a topic, but. Oh, wait, Today I, I saw a picture of a cat wearing a birthday hat and it had frosting all over its face. And it was like the kitten's birthday and it was the best thing that happened to me all day for yeah. sure. Oh, I like that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Cat birthdays. Cat I'm into birthdays. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes a clam dance. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> I love What's it. What's been making my clam dance is all the memes of Obama post-presidency. Mm. Oh, in yeah. a backward hat. In a backward hat or <laughs> drinking out of a coconut. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. If What's you haven't seen them, please Google for yeah. a, a good I'm gonna get smile. On that. I love it. I'm not going to lie that the Beyonce pregnancy <gasps> picture. I know. Yes. I'm just going to go there. I made my clam dance so hard. She's so beautiful. Isn't she's, she a goddess? She's such a queen. What oh. about <laughs> what about that um, headline, Bay Maculant Bay, Bay, Bay Bay Conception? conception. Oh, yeah. I just love wordplay so much. Yeah. yeah. It was pun. brilliant. Got a glorious, How glorious about you? fun. 
Yeah. Oh, what's, what's making, making my clam dance? <gasps> my aunt is coming into town. Oh. She's actually going to be arriving to this building and in she's like gonna be two a seconds. Po- a podcast And she's going to be a guest on number five, yeah. which we're recording tomorrow night because we're fucking insane. Yeah. What's her, what is your topic for number five? We're going to talk about anxiety. anxiety. Oh, great. Yeah. Does your aunt have a lot of anxiety? Yeah. A lot of experience? Totally. So much experience with anxiety. <laughs> hey, write what you know. Right? Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Anyway, Clams, thanks for listening this week and come back next week. Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah. This was Thank awesome. Thank you, guys. Really Welcome best. to the Clam Bake. Welcome to the Clam Bake. Yeah. Welcome to the Clam Bake. It's the opposite of a sausage fest. Just a couple of